Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of It Starts With Attraction. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing ItStartsWithAttraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to ItStartsWithAttraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. I am so, 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 so excited to be here with today's guest, who is a very special person in my heart and in many of you, many people's hearts as well. Her name is Adele. And if you have been following anything we do at Marriage Helper, you have for sure seen her story. There, maybe you've listened to the podcast they had on Relationship Radio that was so powerful. But I wanted to have Adele come on and talk about the pies because she has been a complete rock star <laughs> at working for pies. Adele, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. These are the four areas of attraction, or as us insiders like to call it, the pies. Join me, Kimberly Beam Holmes, as we speak with other experts around the world on how to become the most attractive that you can be. Create confidence and find happiness. We will teach you how. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. People ask me all the time, Kimberly, which area of my pies should I focus on first? And the answer to that question is the one where you need to see the most growth. So how do you know which area that that is? That is why I have created an attraction assessment. This free assessment is designed to help you learn what areas of attraction you should be working and focusing on first. Every area is important, but there is likely a specific area that is lowest for you and that you should focus on working on first, because by working on the one that is the lowest and bringing that up, you will automatically start feeling better about yourself and be more attractive to the people in your life. Take the assessment to learn which area to prioritize. As you go through the assessment, you'll be able to rate yourself in every area. And then at the end, you will see which area is your lowest and which areas you are already kicking butt in because you're definitely going to have some of those as well. This will be the foundation of your journey to becoming a more attractive person to your spouse, to your boyfriend or girlfriend, to your friends and family, but most of all, to yourself. Click the link in the show notes to take the free assessment today. So how did you first hear about pies? Like, how did you come across it? What was going on in your life? Tell us more. So my my life was a complete disaster. My husband had literally just left me um, after I'd given him thinking I'm being so strong now I'm going to give him an ultimatum. Um, here it is. You either decide to commit and love this family or leave. And he's like, okay, I'm leaving. And I was like, what? <laughs> just was not expecting. That is not what I wanted you to say. <laughs> That's not the choice I thought you'd make. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I was a complete wreck and I was actually just uh, trying to make it through day to day. And uh, 
you know, you get a lot of advice from a lot of people. Um, and my best friend is Google. So I can diagnose you in five minutes on Google, <laughs> you know, but so I turned to Google and I literally searched, can one person save a marriage and a marriage helper came up and I started from there. I went onto the YouTube links and I just, and I couldn't get enough. And so every night when I lay with my children to put them to sleep, uh, it was like my, my yay time. And I would jump on YouTube and watch the next video and the next video and the next video. And, um, and I just, that's where I discovered what pies was. Um, couldn't wait to get my hands on it. And when I finally did, it became like a project. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. It's like you get this kit, you know? Um, so it was, it was amazing. Um, and I started sharing it with everyone and everyone was like, this is amazing. Like just the way it's put together. It's not just a self-help. It's a self-help, but how to self-help yourself. I love how you said it was like a project. So it gave you something to focus on instead of focusing on all of the things that you couldn't control in your life at the moment. Exactly. Okay. So you hear about the pies, the P, the I, the E, the S, all of them, which is the one that stuck out to you the most from the beginning? Um, absolutely. The emotional one. I was a wreck and not just for my marriage. I was a wreck as a mom. I was a wreck as a friend. I mean, people kind of stop taking your calls when all you do is complain about your miserable marriage. you kind of become a depressing person to be around. So I think emotionally I scored the lowest on the assessment and decided that that was the one I needed to work on the most. Um, and it's also somewhat the most confusing one to work on um, because it very much depends on how other people are perceiving you. So it's not just, okay, well, I feel emotionally better. It's how are other people around me feeling when I'm in the room. It's not just uh, your own perspective. So it's being better for the people in your life as well. So being better for my children, being a stronger, healthier mom, um, being a better wife, even though my husband had left, being a better wife to him. Um, yeah. And friends, friends, that was a huge thing. Just noticing the difference. Uh, people started inviting me to things again, like, Hey, she's not so miserable anymore. She can come around again. You know? <laughs> I get it. I, hearing you say it, I'm thinking, but even when, even when we're miserable and depressed, that's when we need our friends, but that's when our friends don't want to be around us. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't make them not true friends, but when they've heard the right. same thing from you all the time, mm. I mean, Ren and I were that on and off couple. It was kind of embarrassing actually. You know, I just stopped answering questions. No, we're fine. How, how are you and Ren? I know we're fine because it became embarrassing to go, Oh, he left me again, or oh, we're going through some stuff. You know, it just, you just, you tend to be consumed by the misery in your life. And, and then you want to drag other people into your misery because you want them to feel what you're feeling. Um, and that's not an attractive quality in anyone. Mm. So one of the questions that I get all the time is, how do I work on my E? What can I do to be more emotionally attractive? So what were some specific things you did? So you said, I, I worked on being a better mom, wife, and friend, but specifically break this down. What were the things you were doing? What were you changing? What were you stopping doing? 
Okay. So there was, there was quite a couple um, of things. So I was an incredibly controlling person and I was also one of the, the first people to jump in and say, you're doing this wrong. Um, and mm. so it kind of went hand in hand. Smart contact went hand in hand with working on my emotional um, pies because smart contact teaches you to stop, to just to just stop. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I absolutely stopped doing was being so critical. Um, I have a teenage son as well. And I was quite, I realized I was quite critical of his life. I was quite like, no, 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 don't do that. Mom made that mistake when she was young. So don't do that. Um, and just kind of, mm. instead of letting him live his life and being there for him, I was constantly telling him what to do and what not to do. And, uh, and we didn't have a bad relationship, but oh my goodness, what we have now is incredible. Uh, he's, he will mm. come to me for life advice. And I think to myself, I'm so unqualified son. You really need to find someone better than your mom to be asking. But the fact is he's coming to me for the, with these conversations. And that's, that's incredible. If you can get your teenage son to come to you asking for advice as a parent, that's mm. a win. That's a huge win. So smart contact teaches you, um, to bite your tongue basically to bite your tongue. You don't have to tell people where they're messing up in their lives all the time. Even if you can see it, it's not necessarily always your place to say. So um, becoming less critical, um, it kind of brings out a confidence in you when you can control. So instead of focusing on controlling the people in your life and the things around you, focus that control on yourself. So having self-control, knowing when not to speak, knowing when uh, when to allow something to happen and when not to allow something to happen. There's focus that control on yourself instead of trying to control everybody else. That is really brilliant. I wish that I would have come up with that. But you're so right. We want to control when in reality we should be self-controlling. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Okay. So emotionally you began to work on those things. How were you working on other areas of your pies as well? Or were you, did you just focus all your effort on the emotional part? No. So I did, I did set goals for each and every single one, but pies was my, I mean, emotional, um, intelligence was my main focus. Um, so with regards to, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. When I started the pies, it was 100% to get my husband back. It was only, you know, a few months into the journey that I realized how good this was for me and how good I felt about me when I did work on my pies. So, you know, my first goal, for example, was Ren is a huge U2 fan, huge. He, I don't think there's a thing on this planet about U2 that Ren does not know. So I made it my mission to find out something about U2 that he didn't know. So the next time it came up in a conversation, I could meaningfully contribute, you know? Um, and so I learned things about music and cause that's obviously his interest. So I focused on learning things that he was interested in that I had always just shrugged off. Um, just going, oh, well, we're different. I don't need to know about music. That's his thing. It's, but I could never have a conversation with him about it. So learning about music gave us something to talk about, something to relate to. So I started off um, 
my pies wanting to get my husband back. But I've since then learned a whole bunch of things like photography and I started a Latin and ballroom dancing um, and I still do that now and I love it, uh, you know, so that kind of wow. does, that's both, that's physical and uh, um, intellectual because you're learning something new, but you're getting a bit of a workout at the same time and you're meeting new people. And so I, I basically set off on a mission to just revamp Adele. Adele needed a serious makeover from heart to toe and that was my mission. Oh, okay. So let's, okay. So you have two kids at home, right? Yes. Two so kids. how did you have, and Ren was gone. Gone. Yeah. So how did you find the time to learn photography, to take ballroom lessons? Like how did you prioritize this and keep doing it? So it is difficult, especially when all of a sudden you, everything has just been lumped onto you. But, you know, I go into um, high organizational mode. All right. So this is what needs to get done. This is how it's going to happen. And one of the most important things. So so up until then, Ren had sort of, you know, handled morning shift. Now, all of a sudden it falls on me because he's not at home anymore. So I've got to wake up and give the kids breakfast and get them to school on time. And, and, uh, so things in my life needed to change. I couldn't work until three o'clock in the morning anymore. I couldn't stay up late binge watching Netflix. I had to put some disciplines in place. And it sounds like a silly thing, but putting a bedtime in place. This is the time you're going to switch everything off and you're going to get into your bed. And I don't care if you toss and turn for three hours, you are not getting out of that bed. You're not putting something on to watch. You know, it basically boiled down to discipline. So I, the first couple of nights I struggled so much. I thought to myself, I'm wasting so much time just lying here being awake. But eventually my body was like, okay, yeah. she's not going to give us Netflix. Let's just go to sleep. And I did. So you trained yourself. Basically, yeah. Basically. Okay. That takes, it does take, you said the word discipline. It does take discipline. It does take self-control. Are you a person that's naturally wired that way? Um, it depends. No, I wouldn't say in all areas of life. I'm like, I hate gym. I can't think of a worse way to get into shape than go to gym every day, but Ren <laughs> loves it. <laughs> like, you know, I would much rather put, go to a dance class and sweat it up there than go and lift yeah. weights, for example. So, um, no, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a very disciplined person, but when you live like that for a little while, and I, I literally think it took about three months that when you live like that, it just becomes the norm. It just clicks in. And that is now the way I was waking up early on the weekends. I was doing things with my kids on the weekends. We were getting outside. We were going on little walks and just doing stuff. And I hadn't done that for years, for absolute years. I had just been wrapped mm. up in my problems um, and I just, I didn't enjoy mm. life. I lost nine years of my life focusing on problems. You said at the beginning that the pivotal thing was to have that strong why. Yeah. What was your why? The truthful why or the one I tell people? <laughs> because the, <laughs> honestly, the truthful why was I wanted my husband back. I wanted him to fall in love with me again. Um, so that was the reason I started. 
But then the, they changed because every time you set a new goal, you set a new why. And it might be the same as the previous why, but mine changed because in the beginning it was because this is going to make me a more attractive person to rent, because it's going to make me more relatable to rent, because I'm going to be able to have a conversation with people that isn't around my miserable marriage. So, but then it changed. It changed to, I want to be someone that people turn to. I want to be someone that draws people in. I want to be, I want to feel good about myself. I want to, you know, so you're, why do you work on yourself physically? Because I want to feel good. So what is, what is going to, what is it going to take to feel good? And it's not always just working out. Sometimes for someone like me, it's get those glasses of water in. It's get enough sleep. It's go to the doctor and have yourself checked out. That thing that you've been worrying about, that thing that you've been putting off, go and get it checked out. So you can put that thing to rest and, and feel better about yourself. Um, so my goals changed as I realized how important pies was for yourself. One of the things, and I mentioned to you, this to you before we started recording, so many people will say, I can't sleep. And you mentioned sleep. You said I, you figured out that this was something that was pivotal in getting enough sleep to be able to do mm -hmm. all the things you had to do the next day. But people will just say, I just sat up worrying, Googling, <laughs> anxiety, how did you overcome that and really force your body to get the rest and rejuvenation that it, that it needed? So there's, there are hundreds of uh, things out there, like advice, things that teach you how to get into a better sleeping routine. Everything from, you know, not uh, watching TV or um, playing on your phone or things like that yeah. for a couple of hours before bedtime. Um kind of putting a bedtime routine in place. So, you know, this is the time I have the last cup of tea. Um, then, it, you know, from bath time, you no longer, from the time you've had a bath, no stimulation, like no lights on, no nothing. You keep it low key, you keep it calm, kind of like you would with a baby. Um, but basically just, I had to get up. And so I was exhausted the next day by the time it came to bedtime, to like a normal bedtime, nine, 10 o'clock. I was tired because I had been up from early. So it will kind of naturally happen if you, cause you have to get up to get your kids to school. So by the, by the time you get back to bed, it's, you're quite tired, but there were times where the tossing and turning got too much. You know, I also overthink things a lot and process the day and, Oh, if I'd said this differently, maybe it would have changed his mind or you rehash all your problems. So there, there are a lot of um, like things on YouTube, for example, that you can listen to that just calm you. So it'll be someone reading scripture or um, someone just speaking in a really calm and peaceful voice um, or like rain cloud, you know, rain sort of sounds or foresty sort of sounds. Those things were, were helpful. They helped to um, – just calm yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I learned to phase those things out as well, not become dependent on that because it's not really helpful. You've got your phone on next to you, kind of still the light is there and it's it's not healthy. So it's it was a it was a process of phasing in a bunch of, of things, but mostly discipline. Like hell or high water, it is bedtime. You're getting into bed at nine o'clock, end of story. I love that you did that and that you prioritize sleep. That is one that so many people miss when they think about the pies. And 
definitely a crucial one. Let's talk about spiritual attraction. So what did, what did that look like for you? What was a goal that you set for that? And how did you work towards it? So the goal was, I'm, I'm Christian. Um, and I, my goal was always to just get closer to God, but I had no idea how to do that. Um, people will tell you, read the Bible and you'll get closer to God, pray and you'll get closer to God. But there was so much in my life that I didn't trust God with my children. I didn't trust Mm. God to take care of my children. When people said to me, God loves your children more than you do. It used to make me cringe because I couldn't fathom somebody else loving my children more than I did. Um, So there was a lot of things in my life that I didn't trust God with. So when you've got that sort of level of distrust, there's there's not going to be a, um, it's not going to be a whole lot of growth in that relationship. Um, So part of my journey was learning to it's so cliche and I'm so sorry for saying this, but to let go and let God, there was so much that I had to just let go of because the control I thought I had was a complete illusion. There was no, I had no control over what happened to my children. I was so busy lying for my husband and protecting my children. They were, it was an illusion. They were still hurting. And now he had left. And now it sort of, it kind of came to them as a shock because I had protected them from everything that was going on um, denying them the opportunity to grow through this as well. Um, so I had to learn to let go of the things that I thought I was in control of. And slowly but surely, as I released these things to God, as I gave them to him, um, I, there was like a healing. I started, I started to heal from pain that I had experienced as a child from all kinds of things started kind of coming up. And I realized how, how and why I did the things that I did. We all, whenever you experience um, something, even as a child, you put a filter in place. So if a man hurts you as a child, you put a filter in place. And now every time you look out at the world, at anybody, any man, there's a filter and you're looking at those people through this filter. And, uh, and God wanted me to get rid of those filters. And only once that happened, could I see Ren for who he was. And there was no more, Ren's such a mean guy. He's so horrible. I can't understand. Why does he keep doing this? Why does he go out of his way to hurt me? And it became more, um, wow, my husband is in a lot of pain. And he does a lot of bad things out of pain. And I wish I could help him. And that's where it ended. That's where it ended. I used to beg God, save my marriage. Please, God, just fix it. Just save my marriage. And um, I, I used to pray, God, make him love me again. And God said to me very clearly, I don't even make people love me. So I'm not going to make somebody else love you. So you have to let it go. You have to let it go. You can try and you will spend years trying to to juggle something that's not yours to juggle. Did, was there ever a point where you would say to yourself, the pies just aren't working? I would uh, no, no, I never, I mean, it's, unless you're in denial, I don't think pies ever don't work. You know, you can, you can eat chocolates and go, oh, my pies aren't working. I'm still picking up weight. You still have to do the thing. So if pies aren't working, <laughs> then you're not working at pies, basically. So there's no way that it mm-hmm. that it can't work. Amen. Um, unfortunately. So yeah, you know, if I, like if, if if it's not working, 
you're not working at your pies. You're doing something wrong. Um, maybe your goal is wrong. Maybe you start out thinking I'll do this so that my husband will come back. Um, and that's, that's very sweet, but it's, it's manipulation. You think I'm going to manipulate my husband into coming back by getting skinny or by, by knowing something about you too. You know, that's not going to make your husband fall in love with you again. It's who you become, you know, and, and learning to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that was huge. Like just realizing huge how valuable you are is, is massive. Yes. Rin did come back and you did put the marriage back together. So tell us about how, do you still work on your pies? What does that look like now? So it's a lot harder with him around. I won't lie. You know, now there's a whole other <laughs> It really is. He's so, so distracting. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so now it's not just, okay, the girls go to bed at seven and, you know, now I've got all this free time until nine. Like now it's time to spend with your husband. So like now you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, when am I going to squeeze this in? And when am I going to do this? So there was a little bit of a dip in my, um, in my pies and I felt it immediately, immediately. I felt that, you know, you start losing your, your purpose. You start losing your, um, your self-worth because you're not working on yourself. You're, you're becoming consumed with other things again. Um, and it's other things are going to happen all the time, but unless you're in a healthy place, you, you won't be able to manage it. Um, so people do, but they're in full blown crisis mode all the time and they're just exhausted and they're just stressed and they're just miserable all mm -hmm. the time. Whereas if you're in a healthy place, you can kind of tackle things that are thrown at you, um, from a healthy place. Ren and I will sometimes gym together. So I hate it, but he loves it and I'm kind of getting a bit of pee in there. So, you know, we'll do it together. So there's, there's um, instances like that where they've merged. We do couples pies, you know, so um, he'll, we've been talking about him joining the dance class. He is not a big fan of dancing, but he's like, Hey, I'm kind of keen. Maybe we can do this together. So it hasn't officially happened yet, but it's, it's a conversation at least. Um, intellectually, we're, we're um, very similar in the things that we enjoy and, um, the, uh, what we believe. So if I read an article or watch a preach or something that I think is really exciting, I'll share it with him. And that gives you like stuff to talk about and it bonds you even more. Um, and then emotionally it's, that's probably the hardest one to work on when you've got someone in your face every day. It was really easy to hold myself together for the little, the few hours that we saw him every week. But when he came back to hold myself, to maintain that level of emotional maturity, when you've had a whole day of this person was much, was, was much more difficult. It's much harder to do it with him there all the time. Um, so that, that took a bit of a turn as well. Um, but we're back on track. I'm back on track. <laughs> so yeah, he's also very interested in the pies. So we talk about it all the time and constantly like, what are we going to do for the eye? And what are we going to do for the S? And so it's given you something to, to help bring you back together. Yeah. When I explained to him what it was, cause he asked me, what are you doing? What, what's going on with you? You've changed so much. I told him, I shared it with him. I said, it's pies. 
I said, I've been working on myself. These are, look at, look at this. I set this goal and I achieved it. I wanted to do this and I'm doing it, you know? So he was quite excited by it too. Are you still setting goals for yourself? Not as much, not as much. I, I'm, what I'm trying to do now is sort of maintain the goals that I do have mm. every now and then there'll be something new. Like I'll find a new book and then I'll go, okay, it's, it's going to be my goal. I'm going to finish this book. Um, or, uh, I started, uh, I don't know if you guys know what crocheting is. Yes. Okay. So I started crocheting again and I'm determined to finish this Jersey for my child, my, my youngest, I am determined. And I, it's probably going to hang really skew and, and look really odd, but I'm determined. <laughs> so, you know, it's like little, little you're going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. It's just learning That's something new, matters. just adding to your, adding to your files, your brain files all the time. Exactly. And keep continuing, continuing to do it with all of it, with all of the areas. Yeah. Just continues to work on you, show you that you matter. I love how, how you said that it gives you your, your self-worth. Your identity is not in the relationship or in your work or as a mom, it's an, it's in you. Yeah. And so doing the things to keep, to keep that happening is is super helpful. So Adele, I typically end the podcast with key pies takeaways and not to put you on the spot, but I'm totally putting you on the spot. (laughs) What would be from your journey with the pies? What would you say are the top three takeaways that you have had that you want to share with the listeners? I cannot stress the importance of doing your pies enough, whether you call it pies or heart, mind, body, soul, whatever you want to call it. I cannot stress enough how important it is to take care of yourself in those areas. They talk about growing yourself in those areas, but I think when you're in the middle of a crisis, just taking care of yourself in those areas. What do I need physically to be okay this month? What do I need emotionally to be okay this month? Um, I think that is just as important. Um, Sleep, sleep, sleep. You have got to sleep. It is not a waste of time. It is the only way your body is going to recharge and you, you cannot function without sleep. Um, I've, I've, I told you earlier, I physically lost weight, just getting some sleep, just getting more sleep than, than I used to. I didn't, I wasn't trying to lose weight. In fact, I was actually a little underweight, um, probably from all the relationship stress. Um, and just sleeping was fixing things, um, felt better, was more energetic, had more, um, you had more emotional control because you're not so tired. You're not so exhausted all the time. So sleep, sleep, sleep. It's 100% the most important. I think, I think another important one, which I haven't actually even discussed, but is the, when you fall down, get back up. It's, you know, Mm. you're anything like me, you set yourself a goal and then you get to week two and you've hardly done anything on it and you just start to beat yourself up and, oh, I can't do this. I don't, ha- I can't do it right now. There's too much going on. And you can, st- I learned that start overs don't just happen on Mondays. You can start o- hmm. over any day of the week. Wednesday. Oh, I forgot to work out on Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Wednesday it is. Oh, I forgot to work out Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay, well, I'm feeling okay this Saturday morning, so I'm going to do it on a Saturday morning. You can have a start over, a do over, a a restart any day of the week, any time of the day, except during sleep time. 
then you must sleep. <laughs> That's exactly right. Don't go run three miles at 2 a.m. <laughs> Not the time. No. That is beautiful. Adele, you are so wise. You have done this so beautifully. You're such an inspiration to so many. And I am grateful to know you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing about your experience. It is my absolute pleasure. I am incredibly grateful to be a part of what you guys are doing. It is world changing. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to follow It Starts With Attraction anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. The more positive reviews we get, the more positive change we can make for relationships and for individuals around the world. For show notes, updates, and the opportunity to join our email list for encouraging weekly strategies for you to become the best that you can be in all areas of your pies, go to piesuniversity.com. Again, that is piesuniversity.com. Keep working on your pies and always remember it starts with attraction.